All right, welcome for another episode of Talk to Tatiana. And today, Tatiana Sawyer, me, um, I, I'm talking to Ron Saharian. Ron, welcome to the show. Thanks, Tatiana. Great to be back. It's uh, as we were talking <laughs> offline, it's been about three years, right? Yeah, since our last episode. Yeah, we talked about Profit First. Yeah. Um, and so I'm wondering, I reached out to you because I'm, I was wondering, I'm looking to interview people who have done corporate for a long time and then got burnt out or something, whatever. It doesn't have to be burnout, but started their own business. And so kind of tell us what you do now and then, um, and we'll go from there actually. Sure. So, um, I'm co-founder of Profit First Professionals and we are a global organization, a membership organization of accounting firms, bookkeeping firms, and financial coaching firms. And how do you transform, um, the lives of business owners. What does that look like? Yeah. So profit first, it, it's a pay yourself first methodology. It's a system. It's a system that allows, as you know, the business owner to pay themselves first, have money for uncle Sam because they're going to be profitable. It is often the most neglected system that a business forgoes in any business that is out there. Um, and so, you know, what profit first does it, it the first thing it does is provide relief relief that there's actually a system and a plan. Then once the plan is executed on, there's a sense of um, empowerment because you're in control of your money, you're paying yourself, you're, you know how your expenses are being controlled. And the next thing is focus. Focus on growing your business because you have a system that is paying yourself, a system keeping your um, expenses in control, and you have true clarity on the ebbs and flows of your cash flow. So that's a huge transition from where many business owners are sitting today to having that type of clarity and confidence in a system that's going to be their cash flow system. Awesome. And so how to, uh, talk to, to us a little bit about how you've started, like what was your career path like and go into as much detail as you'd like. Yeah, sure. So, you know, one of the things is um, I, I've had the pleasure of changing my channel several times over the years. And, um, you know, I, I never sought out to be a uh, business owner to be an entrepreneur, I should say. I've never wanted to be an entrepreneur. I still don't consider myself an entrepreneur. So I started off um, in high school as a welder, uh, making industrial size ovens, washing conveyor systems, did that through, uh, through college as well. Um, but that's where I learned how to, I learned pay yourself first, the grandmother's envelope budgeting methodology. So I was always that guy that always had money coming back to school. And so after that, I uh, took a job. Um, I wanted to get into law enforcement. So I took a job at the Public Defender Service of Washington, D.C. as an investigator, investigating felony ones, murder, rapes, arsons. That was very interesting. Learned a lot, um, but also <laughs> realized that wasn't my cup of tea. Um, my buddy called me and he said, hey, Ron, you want to recruit? I said, sure. What sport? What, what franchise? He's like, no, technical recruiting. So I'm like, technical recruiting? What the heck is that? And so I ended up getting a job with a very large um, staffing company, uh, was one of the youngest directors at the per particular time, and ended up remaining in the staffing industry for about 15 years, um, really specializing in margin, specializing in niche specialization within the staffing industry. And then you know, I, my, my father, you know, he, he, he was a little bit of an entrepreneur and he, we lived the entrepreneurial struggle as children. 
you know, I mean, I've had to eat welfare cheese and I've seen, you know, things up and down. And so my father always conditioned me to get a government job, to get a corporate job, to work my 20 years and be done. And I didn't want to work for the government. I didn't necessarily want to work, you know, uh, a 20 year job. I didn't know what I wanted to do. But I knew I, I didn't want to be pigeon-toed into this big corporate machine either. But that's where the majority of the jobs were at that particular time. And, um, you know, staffing was around, but it wasn't like it is today. Um, and it was at its infancy. And I, I, I remember, you know, accepting the job there and uh, taking my parents out to eat for the first time with that paycheck. My father pulling me aside and telling me I made one of the biggest mistakes of my life by turning down a job for the park service and accepting a job uh, at the staffing firm. Wow. Yeah. So that sucked. Um, but nonetheless, it was the best thing I ever did. Then um, as I was growing a staffing firm in Manhattan to its all-time high in revenue, consultants on the street and margin, I was told we were done scaling. And I'm like, you don't tell a guy like me that we're done scaling because that's all I want to do is grow, grow, grow businesses. And so that's when I put out my feelers. I, I was reading the tea leaves and I knew I had to get out, right? I just sacrificed my, you know, previous four years helping this, you know, corporate organization, you know, rebound and get going. And uh, I wasn't happy, but I was making a lot of money. This was the camel that broke the straws back. I knew there was more out there. I wanted more out there. I felt there was a void. I saw the relationship with my family distancing because of the, the hours. Um, I was coming home angry. I knew there had to be more. And so, again, I didn't, I didn't say I want to start a business. I was looking for opportunity. And so I reached out to my network and Mike McCallowitz, he's a friend of mine. We grew up together. He's co-founder of Profit First Professionals, as well as a bunch of other businesses said, Hey, Ron, I'd like you to read my manuscript and start a business with you. Mike had previously asked me to do that with him. And I turned him down over the past 15 years saying no, this time I'm 40 something years old, making, uh, you know, a couple hundred thousand, uh, you know, my wife's working, my daughter's four years old. And I said, you know what? I'm going to give it a change, a chance, a change. I'm going to change the channel again. And I just, I didn't know where it was going to go. I thought all business owners were rich because you all own companies. I didn't realize <laughs> the entrepreneurial struggle. I had no effing clue, excuse my French, but I had no idea what owning a business was as opposed to running a business as a CEO with P&L responsibilities. That's a lot different than, you know, owning your own business. And so the transformation that I had to go through under that, was probably about a year transformation, but that's the journey. I mean, from working, you know, as a welder in high school and college to an investigator uh, in DC to large corporate staffing to, you know, saying, you know what, enough's enough. I'm 40 something years old. Why not? I don't want to look back and say, I wish I tried it. I just decided to, to do it just to say, Hey, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to jump. And, um, 
I owe it to myself and my family to take that step because I don't want to say, I wish I would have had done that when I was 40 instead of doing it when I was 60. And so one of the things that you asked me earlier um, was, you know, is there something that I would have done sooner? And I would have started my business sooner had I known the, 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 the fun that it would be. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would have started sooner. So that's my story. Awesome. And so I want to kind of um, uh, dive a little deeper if you're up for it in terms of, you know, you mentioned that um, you had tension in your family. And, and the reason I want to dive into that a little bit is because um, maybe some listeners have family, maybe they don't. Um, the idea is that I believe that really entrepreneurship is the best path and it could be for every, for anyone. And even if you're not becoming an entrepreneur, having an entrepreneurial mindset and the ownership mindset mindset will help you in your career. And I see examples around me, you know, in terms of friends and relatives and things like that, um, proving that. But at the same time, you know, so many people, um, and it's definitely true for accountants because I'm, you know, I've been on that path and only because of my husband, who's very laid back and really knows what's most, what's the most important thing in life, which is family and your own health. Um, uh, I was on my path to being that corporate obsessed, um, woman career obsessed. My kids would have been raised by somebody else, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not in any way judging, but it just wasn't for me. But if somebody's listening, um, I would like for you to, you know, this, this, um, anecdote, I guess. It's not really a story. It's more of an anecdote <clears throat> that uh, a, a male male person, mailman, whatever, uh, passes through um, a house and there's an old lady sitting on a porch with the dog that's uh, by her by her side on the floor on the, on the porch. Um, and the dog is uh, making a little noise, like a, almost like a crying noise a little bit. Right. And so the mailman asks, what's wrong with the dog? And the woman says, well, um, it's, it's lying on the, on the nail. And so the postman says, well, why doesn't it get up? And the woman says, the pain is not uh, hard enough, big enough, whatever, right? It's not painful enough. And so the idea is that, you know, when we talk about things like, you know, family and attention in the family and things like that, I don't think the pain is big enough to show um, that, and it doesn't, and it doesn't only apply to family. It applies to other things too, like really neglecting your own health potentially and things like that. Um, can you give us a little bit more, I guess, specifics on what that looked like? So maybe if someone is listening and they're, and they think, oh my God, like I'm there, maybe that's their wake up call, you know, to, to change something. Yeah. So, you know, I, it's funny. You, you mentioned being, having the owner mentality and being an entrepreneur. I separated those two in my life uh, before this. I always had the owner mentality. I was always the best employee. I was always the guy getting the promotion. I was always the top guy. I, I looked at every organization that I joined as 
my own company because I knew the better I personally did for that organization, the more I would be rewarded. So, you know, it was frustrating when things weren't necessarily being done in a vision that I may want done because I'm not the owner, but I, I've had that ownership mentality, but I, I, I was, there was something that was holding me back. And I think it was the word entrepreneur. Because when we think of entrepreneur, or when I thought of entrepreneur, I'm thinking guys like, um, you know, Grant Cardone, I'm thinking guys like Jeff Bezos, I'm thinking, you know, guys, you know, that are Mike McCallowitz that are out there creating businesses and businesses and stuff like that. I'm like, no, that's not what I am. And so I, I share that with your audience, because if, if, if you're listening to me and you are and you do have that owner mentality, that is your key. That is your little light bulb that says, you know what? I am an entrepreneur. I can do this. You may not have the, 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 the confidence to do it just yet, but you are already doing it. So if that helps, then you know what? You, you really should consider you know, the option of either starting your own business or partnering with somebody, right? I'm a partner kind of guy. I didn't do this on my own. Okay. And so there's a lot of different ways, but if you're feeling there's more out there, if you're feeling that you're undervalued, if you're feeling that, you know, man, I think I can do things better. Well, you probably can. And the, the starting a business today is a lot easier than it was 10 years ago. And 10 years ago was pretty darn easy. It, it, it's just, you know, un, having a passion and realizing that I'm committed to this and that it's up to me to do this and realizing that I've already done it for other people. I've already made several people wealthy by simply being me why not try to make myself wealthy? And that was why I wanted to start this business with Mike, but it isn't why I continue this business with Mike. I continue to do this because it's awesome. The freedom, the flexibility, the family first mentality. I mean, we're doing, we are the anti-corporate. I mean, and, and, and we've designed profit first to be the gold standard of what family first looks like. And so it was an opportunity for me to really make something because my wife's still in corporate. My friends are still in corporate and they hate it. I hate it. And the, 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 the toxicity in corporate is awful. And, you know, it really will affect your mental health, which will then affect your relationships. Well, then will affect, again, your bad relationships will negatively affect you. It is, a, we live a one life, Tatiana, one life. Everything's family, friends, work, business, it's all one. And so you have the power and the opportunity to change, to change that channel, to, to be more. Is it easy? No. But I know if I can do it, anybody can do it. And I really believe that because I'm nothing special. Do you think, um, just, just to kind of uh, piggybacking on this, do you think that people are born with an entrepreneur gene or is it something that can be developed? I think 
you know, everything can be developed if there's a passion and a want. And, you know, the, I, I say something that is enjoy the suck, right? I mean, why, why, why are our kids, right? We have younger kids. Why are they good at TikTok, right? And why do they stink at speaking a foreign language? Well, because they're constantly doing TikTok and they're not speaking Spanish regularly, right? And so, you know, if there is a passion that you have, okay, I know that sounds cliche, right? But I honestly, I don't have a passion for helping accountants per se. I have a passion for helping business owners grow. I have a passion for wanting people to help people make more money than they've ever made. I have a passion for helping people be successful in achieving. I happen to use accountants and bookkeepers as my vehicle, as my niche, you know, to accomplish what I enjoy doing and the results that they experience are second to none. And so it's, I don't think that some, some people might have the entrepreneurial gene. Some people might have the sales gene. I think it's based upon our experiences and saying, you know what, I'm going to try it. And if I fail, so what? Big deal. I'll try it again. What do you think is the um, sort of a secret, I guess, uh, is the word I'm looking for, um, to really enjoying entrepreneurship as opposed to just doing it because you want to be free and flexible and whatever? Yeah. So the tip that I have that has served me well, served me well for since the beginning. And that is do what you say you're going to do by when you say you're going to do it. If I commit to being on this podcast, I'm showing up, I'm preparing, I'm ready to rock and roll. If I say to my employee, Hey, I'll get back to you, you know, with this report at three o'clock, I'm going to do it right? Not at four o'clock because I'm the boss and I got other things. No, you do what you say you're going to do and do it by when you say you're going to get it done. And here's this super, super insider access trip. Do it 3% better than expected. You do it a little better than expected. You will be a rock star employee, rock star boss, rock star husband, wife, kid, anything. And so that's not a tip. It's a fact. And so you don't want to be that new business owner that isn't doing what you say you're going to do. You want to do what you say you're going to do and do it. And when you do that, you will be successful. Love it. I agree with that. I'm very much pro discipline. And I think that discipline is really more self-discipline is something that really separates a business and a business owner from it's an art it's an art and it's very hard to master no doubt about it and so you know the self-discipline tatiana that you have is second to none right i i've worked with you i know that now not everybody has that and so what we need then are communities or partners or friends that can be our accountability partner that can, you know, say, Hey, Ron, you know, listen, you said you were going to do this. You didn't do it. I, I, I empower the company here, members, everybody to call me out. If I'm not doing my job, I'm not doing what I said I'm going to do. Call me out. I need that too. 
right? And so, you know, this open door policy, it's not an open door policy. It, it, it's, 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 it's a discipline policy. It's a, helping each other stay disciplined in what we're trying to accomplish as the common goal. That's all it is. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I use my wife, I use Mike, I use Billy Ann, I use other staff here. Hey man, hold my feet to the fire. And so that's certainly going to help you get out of the gate, but also understand that just because you have an idea doesn't mean it's a good one. Right. <laughs> so be open and seek constructive criticism. Be open to bending your mind to the criticism that you will receive. You don't have to like it, but you have to understand it. You don't have to necessarily act on it, but you have to understand it and appreciate it. You never know. And so, you know, my father told me it, when I started Profit First Professionals, stupid, you're making a lot of money, you're walking away from it, blah, 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 blah. So you're going to have not only your friends well, not only maybe your parents too, if they're still around, but telling you, no, you can't, don't do that. That's stupid. You'll have your friends. No, you can't do that. No, well, what are you crazy? Oh my God. You know how many entrepreneurs fail? There's so many negative influences out there. You got to push them aside. You got to push them aside and change the, your attitude to not ripping down buildings, but help building buildings. You can have the tallest building in the world two ways, build it yourself or rip down others. Let's build them together. I love it. Do you think that self-awareness plays a role in, uh, on this journey and really um, the discipline, the accountability and things like that? Um, I'm going to change the word from self-awareness to ego. <laughs> e ego. Ego can play a major part in the success of a business. Uh, ego can play a major um role in the success or failure of a startup. Um, you know, I, I, I see a lot of famous people talking about having a single, single, singular passion and focus and driving through all sorts of, you know, negative stuff to get to the results to where they are. And that has merit. It definitely has merit. Um, you know, what, what I'm saying is, yeah, have your passion, have your focus, have your this, but be open to others, be open to yourself. Realize that this is your first rodeo. And while maybe you were successful doing it for, to, for others, there is a big change when you are the bank because <laughs> you, as the owner, you are the bank. And Absolutely. so if your ego is in the way and maybe there's some hot shot kid that's coming out of college and they're telling you, Hey, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, I don't need that chat GBT. I don't need that mind, whatever thing that they're doing now. Well, maybe you need to change your attitude a little bit, let your ego down and just be open to bending your mind and seeing how can this help my business? Love it. And, you know, you've mentioned this a couple of times during uh, our interview, but if you're okay with it, I'd like to probe in, in, into it a little bit more. You know, when I was listening to you sharing about what your dad would say to you, I felt angry at him for you. Um, angry, upset. Um, you know, as a parent, I think that it's, 
maybe not the right thing to say to a child. No, it's not. Um, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I love my father. Um, you know, we, we have a better relationship, but you know, he, he, he's got his way and you know, there's, there's his way is the, the only way. And so that, sorry about that, that it, it makes me angry. Um, but also, you know, there's, it's not only parents, but also there's teachers, Right. So my parents were the ones that encouraged me to do more, to be more, to always try to be better. My, the teachers I had were the ones that were saying, no, you can't do high honors. No, you shouldn't <laughs> apply to this college. No, you shouldn't do this. No, you shouldn't. Cause I'm, I'm classified dyslexic and I was held back. And so I had to do a lot more to get to just that same level. But through all my life, people were always saying no. And that's the chip that I have on my shoulder. So you tell me, no, wow. I can't do it. I'm going to prove you wrong. So, wow. you know, whether it's from you know, first grade to graduating to getting jobs where people are saying, no, 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 you can't do this. I've proven them wrong every step of the way. And I know you can, you have, and the audience members can too. It's just, it's, a, it's getting rid of that nonsense, believing in yourself and, and giving it a try. What's the worst that can happen? Get a fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree with that. And thanks for sharing it. I think it's uh, really important to, to remember not to listen necessarily, but, you know, I, I feel like a lot of us, um, and I've certainly been in that camp before. Uh, I haven't been in it for maybe five to 10 years, but I've certainly been in the camp of this person comes in, this authority comes in and they say something and you're like, oh, um, maybe I should be doing this or shouldn't be doing this. How would you, if you were to give one kind of piece of advice to somebody who's listening, who maybe is at a point where everybody else is telling them one thing, but they don't necessarily have that drive just yet to push back the negative, push back the naysayers, how would you, what would you say, what would you suggest they do to be able to believe in themselves? Because I'll take it. Yeah, no, I, I, I gotcha. I'll take it back a little bit further. Um, you know, what, one of the things that I've learned is to question, okay, what, why do you feel as though this will not work? How, what, what is your, what, what uh, t tell me about your experience where you've done something similar that it worked in it's something similar that didn't work. Give me your experiences. Give me, give me some, give me, get, shout, share with me a story that you've personally experienced. Just don't take a hypothesis, pull it out and say, Hey, that ain't going to work. Right. That's what a lot of people are doing. Okay. So then when you, when you question and get to understanding, you'll learn that they may have some unrecognized bias that they didn't go for it. They may not overtly be sharing that with you, but that may be something that's in them that is coming out that they just don't necessarily mean or intend to be doing. And so that's why I would always question. I'd always ask. And then the simple solution is you can test. You could test. And here's the beauty. 
It's your company. You can test it for a minute or you can test it for a year. <laughs> right. And so if, if something makes sense, we did, we do this all the time at profit first, we call them sprint test, right? Because we, there's a lot of experts out of there and we, we have a lot of, you know, chefs, uh, you know, throwing ingredients into this company. And so, you know, there's a lot of, all right, that makes sense, but that also makes sense, which is the right one. I don't know. Let's try both. <laughs> right. And so you do, you do, you, you try both. Okay. What's working? What isn't working? And that's, what's also great about being your own business. You don't have to go through the red tape. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do that. You don't have to fill out these forms. If I want to say, you know what? I want a new website. I want to do, I'm going to go get a new website. If I say, you know what? I'm going to lower my price. I'm going to lower my price. If I'm going to raise my price, I'm going to raise my price. If I want to give, it's, it's, you're in control is what it is. And yeah. So I know I was going on a tangent, but. No, it's perfect. Uh, absolutely perfect. Um, thanks so much, Ron. You know what? I really enjoyed uh, what you've shared. I think that oftentimes what I've seen, and this is you know connecting with people, networking, and just um, talking to people, I've seen that a lot of folks really don't pay enough attention. They go through this, and I call this, accountants do this all the time. Um, I call it uh, S&M. Accountants mm. are miserable, but they kind of like it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I have friends that they love drama. They'll tell you they hate it, but their life is nothing but full of drama. There's miserable people out there and they're sitting in their misery talking about how they hate it. But I agree with you. I think they like it. Yeah. And so, so kind of, I um, hope that this episode, that this interview, us talking will inspire somebody to maybe reassess where they are today and maybe change something. And that's really what my hope is, because I think that too many people get, get burned out and leave too, not too late. It's never too late to start a business, but kind of later than it could have been. Um, maybe after some deci bad decisions have been made, maybe, you know, relating to their health or their family or both or something else. But I think that it's important to remind ourselves that life is not just about work. No, it's not. And thank, thank you for sharing that because it work allows me to live the life that I want to live. And I don't even consider this work. It's what I do and it's fun. And, you know, it allows me to, you know, do what I choose to do. And so if your listeners, if they want to hit me up on social media and they want to have an email conversation, if they have any questions or anything like that, I'd be more than happy to, you know, have a quick conversation and encourage and say, yeah, go for it. You can also start part-time. There's a lot, you know, just don't not start. <laughs> exactly. That's right. exactly what I, you know, what I wanted to hear. So you're speaking um, music to my ears. <laughs> Ron, thanks so much for being a great, great guest again uh, on my podcast. I'm excited to see to see people listen in and maybe at least, maybe if they don't start something, at least there's an idea, a seed planted in their mind to actually explore something else. And, um, and thank you for having me. I mean, this platform, what you're doing, I mean, your books, your TED Talks coming on up. You're, you're, you're walking the talk as well. So thank you for allowing me to share my story and thank you for encouraging people to start their own journey. 
Absolutely. And how can people connect with you? Of course, I will post the links that you've submitted um, for your social media, but what's the best place to, for people to reach out and connect with you? LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, primarily LinkedIn would be the best way. And then um, what we'll do is if it turns out that we're going to have a, a, a meaningful conversation, we'll move it over to email and then we'll go from there. But uh, Facebook and LinkedIn are the best ways to check me out. They're, I'm the only Ron Saharian out there <laughs> that I know of. <laughs> Good. All right. Thanks so much, Ron. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for being a great guest. Thanks, Tatiana. All right. And for, for everyone else, I hope to see you next week for another great episode of Talks with Tatiana.